Hey everyone, welcome back to your Weekly Fix podcast with your host, me, Victoria Fix. On your Weekly Fix podcast, we talk all the issues, the good, the bad, and the ugly. But most importantly, we talk about issues that impact you, your family, your friends, and your communities. So you can listen, encourage conversation, and eventually get out there and better advocate for yourselves and each other. Hey, you guys, welcome back to your Weekly Fix podcast. This is your host, Victoria Fix, and I am so happy to be recording as always. I feel like it has been a minute. I have not been recording as frequently because of the new schedule, um, me putting out episodes bi-weekly now, and then with the holidays and finals and everything, it's just a crazy time, so it feels like it has been forever, but I'm so glad that we are back sitting in the chair recording. I've got a glass of wine here. I'm unwinding, and I hope you guys are too. Um, I am so excited because it is the end of the semester. This was my first semester of graduate school, and that's why we're sitting here today. I'm going to be talking a little bit about what my first semester in grad school was like. I have been wanting to do an episode like about this for a while. Um, I would plan on doing it after the election and in the interim when we were trying to figure out who the president was going to be. But then right when I was about to sit down to record that episode, we found out who the president was. Or the president-elect, excuse me. So I decided to do an episode on the election debrief, which if you haven't listened to that already, you should go do that now. It's a pretty good one. And yeah, then I've just been putting off doing that. So I thought this would be an appropriate time as I'm wrapping up my first semester to kind of give you guys my first impressions of what graduate school was like. I am super excited to talk about it. And I also asked you guys to ask me questions. So it's going to be a little bit of like a question and answer format. If there's anything that I think I didn't get to that I wanted to say that I couldn't say in response to the questions. I'll definitely do that at the end. And yeah, I'm just super excited. If you're new around here, I know I've alluded to my graduate experience before, but I am a first year master's of public policy student at the University of Maryland School of Public Policy. So I'm going to be talking about that degree. I want to just a disclaimer, I'll give you guys my general impressions on what I know about graduate school, but this is my experience and my experience alone that's pretty much like everything on this podcast of course I support things with factual information but it's only my experience and I highly suggest if you are considering graduate school to talk to as many people as possible I have found so much benefit in talking to people mentors and um, people you look up to who can help you and maybe assist you better in the direct avenue that you plan on going I had Andrew, my best friend, on um, a few months ago. He talked about his experience with the law school application process and being a law student. You should definitely listen to that if you are interested in law school because that is a completely different um, game than the MPP. And then a couple weeks ago, I had my best friend Madeline on, and she talked about her master's experience as um, someone getting her master's in social work. So... If you guys want specific information on those degrees, definitely listen to those episodes. I am just super happy that you guys were super excited and asked me all these questions because that just helps the episode so much and it shows that you guys are just as enthusiastic as I am. So without further ado, I think we should get started. I also just want to plug the Instagram. Follow us at Your Weekly Fix Podcast on Instagram couple other things I want to say happy Hanukkah to everyone who celebrated Hanukkah this week I think it just 
was um, wrapping up this week. So I just want to say happy Hanukkah and also Merry Christmas because I won't have another episode out um, before then. So I just want to say that I hope everyone is staying safe, but also staying close with their families, whether that's virtually or just done very safely social distance wise. Like Thanksgiving, we're just having something small at my house with my immediate family. Um, but I know the holidays can be a crazy time. Um, I did an episode last week about what my family's divorce um, did to me in my life and then also how it kind of comes to the surface around the holiday times and how that can be really stressful. So I'm thinking of all of you who may be struggling this year, especially with the holidays, and just to remain as grateful as possible, even though it is not ideal. Um, I also want to say this week was my best friend Megan's birthday. So happy birthday, Megan. If you are new to this community, then you will definitely want to know who Megan is. She's my best friend. I think I literally refer to her in every episode. Not only is she my best friend, but she does all the graphics and um, a lot of the creative stuff for your weekly fix. So everything you see on the Instagram is her doing. And she's just amazing and so talented and just the best person in my life. She's literally just the greatest friend you could ever have. I, Megan and I like became even closer than we ever have this year, which is so weird because I live in Maryland now and somehow we have gained an even closer bond and a closer friendship probably because I literally call her 50 freaking times a day for anything. (laughs) And so thanks for putting up with that, Megan. But she and I are just the best, okay? Like, we're great together. And she, like, feels like home, you know? And I think that that goes off the message of what... I was saying about tough times during um, the holidays and you have to remain grateful and home feels weird to certain people. My home is not the home I grew up in that I go home to. My family is not the same as it once was, but there are people in your life, like for me, Megan, also I have a great family. I don't want to, you know, discredit that, but people like Megan and people in your life that feel like home and make you feel really grateful during the holiday season. So anyway, enough of that. Happy birthday, Megan. I am so excited. She's definitely going to be on the podcast this month. We are going to be home together and we will definitely be recording an episode of Your Weekly Fix because it's long overdue and she needs to come on the podcast. She has amazing news to like announce that I really want to say right now, but I'm not going to because she hasn't really even announced it yet. Um, But some amazing things are happening for Megan this year, and I'm just, like, so freaking happy for her. And I would love to have her on the podcast to talk about her academic experience because it's so different than mine. She has a really cool, like, career trajectory that's so niche and so cool. So I think people would benefit from that, especially people who are interested in the creative but also business side of things. And she's just got a lot of really great experiences, and we can also talk about friendship and, you know all the good stuff. So Megan, if you're listening to this, which you are, happy birthday. And I can't wait to celebrate when I get home. And I can't wait to have you on the podcast. So that is that. Okay, enough of my ranting um, about Megan. But yeah, so we are going to get started. I'm going to answer some questions. I am going to just kind of do this you know, informally talk about things. If I think of things, a lot of these questions go hand in hand, so they might blend into one. Um, But thank you guys again for submitting these and I really appreciate it. So first question is, do you like it? Do you like your program? Do you like school? 
Um, great question. Let's start off with that. I love my program. I love school. I love graduate school and I love Maryland. I have never felt more at peace with a decision in my life. Um, that's very hard for me to say considering I am one of the most indecisive people. It takes me a very long time to see the writing on the wall because I'm just constantly trying to justify things in my life and I can't come to a decision quickly. So the MPP is the MPP obviously stands for Masters of Public Policy, and I just love it. So a few things that I love about it. First and foremost, I love the University of Maryland. It is an amazing university. It's actually a college I visited in undergrad, and funny story, did not get in. And you can listen to other episodes about my experiences uh, not getting into college. Anyway, <laughs> I love the University of Maryland. It is a beautiful campus. It is so diverse, and it the program especially, the MPP, is a pretty diverse program. I went to John Jay College of Criminal Justice, which is a city college in New York City, and it is a very, very diverse university. Um, the entire city University of New York is incredibly diverse with a very high African-American and Latino population. So I thrived in that environment. I thrived in an environment where there was a lot of diversity of thought in addition to diversity of racial or ethnic background. So I really love the student body at Maryland. I feel like, of course, there is definitely a higher white population here than there is at John Jay. I probably will never find that anywhere else. But in my program and the MPP, I feel like there is still that level of diversity where I'm thriving in the classroom because I'm learning so much about people's experiences. And that is something very important to me. No matter where I work or go to school, if everyone looks like me, I am going to probably have a hard time with that because I just have found such an educational, professional, and personal connection to learning about other people's lives and other people's stories. And the student body at SPP, which is, stands for the School of Public Policy, is really incredible. Um, I love that about the school. I love the people I've met here. I love my apartment. <laughs> this is the nicest apartment I have ever lived in coming from New York. And I love my life here. I feel very relaxed. I feel like my productivity has increased because of just being relaxed. Of course, like I'm doing everything from home, but um, I just feel like it's a good place for me right now. I will say I miss New York so much. I miss New York City a lot. It's really confusing for me. How do I love somewhere like this so much, but also miss New York? Um, New York feels like home to me. It's probably where I've built my biggest community. It's where I've met the greatest people, lifelong friends. You know, it's where I feel at home. I would love to go back to New York possibly, but I also remember why I left New York and I remember saying I owed it to myself to try other places and to see if I could make it elsewhere. And that's what I'm doing. Um, I love the curriculum of the MPP. I feel like I'm not just gaining an extension of my political science undergrad degree. I'm literally learning so many skills and so much information that will help me be employable, which we'll talk a little bit about that too, about like kind of deciding why graduate school is the best for you. Um, 
I have become so much smarter in the past four months. I feel like I have changed. I feel like I have such a different political philosophy. I feel like I am a better writer. And more importantly, I have gained a set of quantitative skills that I thought I had in undergrad. I kind of pride myself in the fact that I took some heavy loaded research and quant classes in undergrad, but I had no idea what I was missing. Um, And anyway, I just had a really intense training of quant and econ this semester, and that'll continue throughout the program. So I love the curriculum. I love what I'm learning. I feel like I'm attaining really amazing skills. And I genuinely think I'm getting smarter. So those are all really positive things. And then lastly, I feel like I'm thriving because I love the faculty and professors at the University of Maryland, especially in the School of Public Policy. I had amazing professors this semester that truly care about students, care about public policy, and just are doing fascinating work. And I could really tell that they all took the time to really figure out the best way to teach virtually and did so in a really strategic way that made learning very seamless. Um, I know that that is not the case for everyone and I just got so blessed and lucky to have a set of amazing professors that really made teaching as best it could be during this or under the circumstances. I was fully online this semester due to covid The entire University of Maryland wasn't online. I think literally like, I don't know, they'd send emails all the time. It was probably 75% was online. I feel like it was more. Um, But the entire school of public policy was online. So I really had no choice, but whatever. And I felt like it was the best case scenario with the professors that I had to be taught online and do this virtual learning stuff, which I feel like I've quickly acclimated to. Um, I guess the only thing I don't like about my life right now is that I have had a hard time, I guess, getting comfortable here with everything being online. Like, I feel like I only know my classmates virtually, but I've also met some amazing people in my program that I socialize with as well outside of the class and everything, but I just feel like that probably would have made my transition a little smoother. But it's been pretty damn great. Like, I've met some amazing people. My social life is fine. (laughs) I mean, like, I feel like I have a really good balance. So, yeah, those are the things I like about it. I would say, to wrap that up, I love the curriculum. I love the skills that I'm learning. I am smarter. I am a better thinker. I love, did I say faculty? Whatever. School. I love the school. I love the area. Like, I love the DMV. I could, like I said, I could see myself staying down here. I'm close to the ocean. I'm close to the mountains. I'm close to two major cities, beautiful Northern Virginia, like some crazy, amazing, beautiful suburbs. Like, it's really an amazing area. So, yeah, I love the program. And that will start the episode off on a good note. (laughs) The next question is, what classes do you take? Um, So, there's a, I don't know the actual numbers. This is different for every MPP program. Um, But generally, there's like core classes, just like an undergrad. There's core classes. There's classes you can take for your specialization. And then there are electives. So, currently, I'm taking three core classes and one elective. So, I take 12 credits, four classes. And it's about 
the workload equates about a full-time schedule in undergrad. Well, I mean, a five credit or a five course load, classes course load. I think on average, everyone takes like, if you're on a full-time track, takes about five classes a semester in undergrad. I'd say four seems like five, like it is a lot of work. So Uh, anyway, I'm taking 12 credits, four classes, or I just did at least. I took microeconomics. I took quantitative methods, which was stat. I took this core. So those are two core requirements. I took another core requirement, which was uh, political governance, normative, political dimensions, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Like, I don't know the names. Actually, a lot of people make fun of me because everyone refers to the courses as their numbers, like their course numbers. And I forget those and I forget the title of the classes but essentially that class was like a government class uh, we did that was very similar to my degree in undergrad it was essentially like a political science class I guess um and then lastly I took a an elective which is actually now turning into a requirement it was social identity and pluralism and public policy and that was an amazing class it was a lot like some of the courses that I took in undergrad it was kind of like a blend of history law sociology um, a lot of race relations it was just a really great class and talked a lot about like how our identities will shape who we are as policymakers someday and it was co-taught by two really amazing professors one of which had to end class early and not continue teaching with us because she wound up taking on a position in president-elect joe biden's transition team so that's cool she also had worked for president obama previously under his administration so really cool faculty just like awesome stuff so those were the classes i took Uh, next semester i kind of forget what i'm taking um public budgeting and finance that's a core requirement macroeconomics is a core requirement there's another leadership, nonprofit leadership and management. I think that's a core requirement. And then my elective is foundations of social policy. So at the University of Maryland, you don't have to claim a specialization anymore. But, and I don't think I am, but there are a lot of really great specializations where you can cater your course load to those types of classes. Um, I think right now I'm like in the midst of taking like a social policy track or specializing in criminal justice policy so next year i will start to take more criminal justice courses you can take some out of the school of criminal justice at maryland i also want to load up on some more quant classes like i want to take econometrics and and things like that so research classes what have you so um it's a two-year program 12 credits each semester one of the main reasons I chose Maryland which that's one of the questions but they do have some study abroad programs during the winter and the summer and I really wanted to partake in the Paris one this summer but I think it's canceled I think all abroad is canceled until further notice so that's really unfortunate but I might try to do something next winter Um, they have some really great like travel programs where you take a class you can even do like your thesis in another country or something so Hopefully that works out one way or the other. But the program's really great. It's designed for you to graduate in two years. You can do it faster or I don't know if you can take longer than two years. You'll have to ask. But yeah, so I'd say at uh, Maryland, it's a heavy on the econ, heavy on the quant, um, but also flexible with just like getting foundational 
information and skills to go out and work in government so that kind of transitions well into the next question which is what kind of job prospects or what do you plan on doing with an mpp so a lot of people work in government um it's really a lot of people i there's like the job prospect ratio pie chart thingy on line and it tells you the amount of percentage of graduates that go off into each sector i think like 40 percent of the graduating class tends to go into the federal government um, there's a lot of late local and state government. I would say that's not as popular. Huge um, sector, a huge like group of people going into nonprofits. There's a for profit. There people can go into the pro- for profit sector. Um, yeah, and higher ed, um, like continuing education, I guess. And that kind of leads me to I guess talking about where I see myself. I haven't said this really out loud I've only told a handful of people but I actually think I am planning on continuing school so after I graduate with an MPP I think as of right now I think (laughs) I am going to apply to PhD programs Uh, I really love research I always have Um, I really took initiative in undergrad to put a lot of focus on research and that has only continued to increase of interest like in my MPP and so I think I want to pursue a PhD and work in higher ed and do research um I can also with the degrees that I'm looking to get or the PhDs I'm looking to get I could potentially go off and like work in government or at a think tank or a nonprofit and supervise research which would be really cool so I right now my plan is to get a PhD we'll see there's a lot of downsides to that and I'm working very closely with a lot of professors and making that decision and deciding if that is the right track for me there's a lot of risk in it so we'll see that is my goal I am going to apply to like a handful of criminal justice PhDs and political science PhDs that's all I'll say on that because it's very much in its birthing stages and I'm not sure I'm just really trying to get as much information as I can to figure out if it's the right path for me. But right now, I'm like 80% positive that I would pursue that. Not 80. Oh my god, that's like way too high. 65% positive I will pursue that. Um, If I didn't get my PhD, I think I would work in a think tank. I think I'd like to do research um, for an org, policy analysis, program eval, something like that. I'm obviously very interested in criminal justice, so I'd like to stay doing something in the social justice realm, um, specifically criminal justice policy would be awesome. I don't think I could see myself working on the Hill quite yet. I have like a lot of time to gain experience. Um, I'll talk to you guys a little bit about my internship next semester, but um, we'll see. I feel like I have another year and a half to really figure out where I could see myself um, in years to come. I guess, or post-grad. So we'll see. So the next question is, how do I know graduate school is worth it? And another question is, how do I know if it's worth taking out the loans? Okay, so this is going to be a very, very short answer. It is only worth going if you cannot get a job with your undergraduate degree without the master's program. Do not just go for fun. If you can get a job out of college with your bachelor's or undergraduate degree or high school diploma, do that. For instance, Megan does not need to get a master's. She is in 
marketing and advertisement and she's already talked to me about that like they say at Syracuse you know it's you can of course get a master's in marketing but it's not going to improve your job prospects she can get a job right out of college so it would not behoove her to go to graduate school that's the plain and simple answer yeah I could get a job as like out of college but I'm never going to exceed at what I want to do if I didn't get a master's program with I have a BA in poli sci like what am I going to do with that <laughs> like I would be a paralegal forever and that's not what I want to do so all I'd say is think about what you want to do in your life if you want to be a lawyer you have to go to grad school if you want to be a social worker you have to go to graduate school um but if you're graduating with a degree in communications and you like are in journalism and and whatnot like for instance you don't need to get a master's degree so don't waste your time it's a lot of money and it's a lot of energy and you should get right into your job like your field and if you can do that great so look at what your potential prospects are for what you want to do in life if it requires a master's degree or some form of higher ed then do it if not skip out on it it's a time commitment it's a lot of work I keep saying I love it and everything it's a ton of work I feel like it has been the most challenging semester of my life academically and it's not worth it if you don't have don't just go because you have nothing else to do like get a job like find a job as best as fast as you can um and then as for the money so I've mentioned this before I got a very generous package from Maryland it was the reason okay let's transition to the next question why I decided to pick the University of Maryland um I got a very generous financial package from Maryland. I do, I did borrow money. I am borrowing money, but that was, when it came down to it, I was between George Washington, Johns Hopkins, and the University of Maryland. And so many people were like, just go to GW, go to Johns Hopkins, like get that name, like you'll always get a call back on your resume, blah, blah, blah. GW hardly gave me any money. Johns Hopkins gave me none. And I went to John Jay College. I literally graduated with a very I took out a very 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 small loan like one semester I needed you know some money for like a housing situation before I became an RA so I essentially graduated from John Jay debt free I paid my way through school with a lot of creative ways scholarships being an RA funding financial aid all that stuff so I essentially graduated with no debt and so I had the liberty to take on some which I'm very fortunate for. It's why I'm a proponent of public education. And if you're graduating undergrad and you don't have much debt, then don't go to grad or don't worry about the money as much. Okay. That puts you in a better, an advantage, I guess. If you only get into schools where they give you like no money, rethink it. I think it's silly to go to a school when you know there is money to be given um if you worked especially really hard in undergrad to make sure that you had the opportunity to get a scholarship going to grad school you should really work to try to get a scholarship um and I would apply to some state programs don't just apply to the top ranked programs I'm very lucky the University of Maryland is a top-ranked program in public affairs and like public um, policy degrees but for instance Syracuse is ranked number one in public affairs and I didn't apply for obvious reasons like I didn't want to stay at home but maybe I wouldn't have gotten as much money from Syracuse 
like i don't know i just think like you need to make the best decision by considering money ranking kind of if you can see yourself there the curriculum and the faculty like what is what kind of research is the faculty doing would you be interested in being in these classes because it's two years or more of like a lot of schoolwork so you have to kind of see yourself there and really make a decision of whether or not it's going to be something you want to take on if you're graduating college undergrad with like hundreds two hundred thousand dollars in debt like maybe you don't like that's your financial decision to make but I would say to try to like mediate that maybe you don't go to graduate school I don't know like that's a personal decision I feel like I've been very lucky in making decisions that have been financially sound for my education Uh, I worked really hard in undergrad so I'm not saying I didn't deserve the scholarship I got to the University of Maryland but I do feel like there is a level of luck and that's just how it happened. I also make decisions a lot around money. I could have just gone to GW and taken out 60 grand or 50 grand or whatever it would have been after the scholarship but I decided that after weighing and measuring could I have seen myself where did I see myself fit better? I felt like with the work that the University of Maryland does, it's so much more focused on doing good, social justice, social policy. I got a really great scholarship. I'm also a research assistant and that came with a financial package like to work and go to school. I loved the faculty when I researched it. The curriculum was great. Maryland was a good fit for me in that and with all those things. But it took me a long time to make that decision and you have to make the right decision for you. I would definitely talk to your parents if they are a part of your life and can support you or just mentors in general. Talk to your professors. Um, I would stay in touch with your professors in undergrad and really talk them through it because I had three professors that I was emailing with weekly when making my decision. Especially like one of my professors who went to GW for his PhD, he told me Maryland is just as great, take the cheapest route kind of thing. Like I just bounced all my ideas off of people and really got some amazing advice and I think that that's what you have to do as well. I hope that makes sense. I think it's your decision at the end of the day. I can't, no one can make a financial decision for you but I would say that it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It's a huge transition and you're also foregoing the opportunity to make an income by not by going to grad school and if you don't need it to get your to the job of your dreams, then don't go. On the other hand, it's an amazing academic experience. So, like, if you have money to spend and you want to learn, go to grad school. I think to wrap that up, all I would say is to make sure that you're not make a, making a decision based off the status quo and what society thinks you should be doing, A. B, I think you need to make a practical decision you know, life isn't all, like, fuzzy dub, like, lovey-dovey, like, perfect. It's not about, like, grad school isn't going to be, like, undergrad where you're, like, going to football games and, like, partying all the time. So, being pragmatic and making a practical decision over an emotional one is very important. I had to kind of divorce myself from the idea, like, oh, I'm not going to be in the middle of Washington, D.C. I'm not going to be at this, like, highly ranked beautiful like well-known school like a lot of that 
cushy gushy shit isn't worth it like make a practical decision that's best for you and that you can think about how you're going to repay your loans in the future what kind of salary you're going to have that's another thing if you're going to public service you're not going to ever really be able to pay back your loans as quickly as someone who works in the private sector i always said that when i was deciding if i wanted to go to law school it wasn't going to be worth it for me to borrow the money to go to law school because I wanted to be a public defender. So (laughs) it was going to be a long life paying, repaying those loans. Yes, there's loan forgiveness. That's another thing to consider, but that's always on the brink. You know, any politician can take that away from us and it's not guaranteed. Plus, loan forgiveness, you still have to pay 10% of your income every month in order to qualify for loan forgiveness after 10 years. That's 10 years of your life of you paying 10% of your income each month. That's likely like two to $400 a month on top of car payments and homes and you want to buy a house someday and children. I mean, these are things to consider. It's not to stress you out. At the end of the day, do what you love, love what you do, but think about those things. Very long-winded answer, but I hope that makes sense. Make Have that dialogue in your head. Ask yourself those questions and write things down. So I think I kind of covered like why I chose Maryland. I hope that was very clear. It was like a lot of things. I had a lot of options. I got accepted to every school I applied to. I applied to like way too many schools considering like I had fit the median and like the profile for every school I applied to. Like it was likely I was going to get in. So I don't really know why I applied to so many schools. (laughs) Um, I think a lot of that had to do with like fear of not getting in like I did in in undergrad but that was a different story um but yeah I think like just to summarize why I chose Maryland specifically was money location ranking faculty and that's it (laughs) those were the reasons um and I'm really happy with my choice I am just as employable as the kids at Johns Hopkins I'm just as employable as the kids at Georgetown like I think if I've learned anything in my academic journey is you work hard you put the work in and you will be able to compete with any legacy Ivy League any top ranked program you know when I was in New York City I was sitting in chairs next to students interning from Columbia and Fordham that didn't matter that I was at John Jay College so I think to have pride in your decisions, to make the best decisions for you, and to not be, you know, afraid of taking a more practical route that's best suited for your lifestyle than to just get a name recognition. It's not worth it. The next question is, when did you apply to graduate school? So, I took a year off. I graduated in 2019 with my bachelor's, and I started studying for the LSAT that summer because I was planning on going to law school at first. I studied all summer post-grad. I took the LSATs, moved my test date around a little bit. I think I took it in October and got my score back, decided whether or not I was going to retake it, keep my score, go to law school, what I was going to do. And I just remember taking this long walk at Onondaga Lake Park, if you are familiar with the Syracuse area, and decided I didn't want to go to law school anymore. So, I had a really strange situation. I actually quit my job, started studying, worked a part-time job, and did that through the summer, and then didn't work for, like, six months. That was a huge privilege and luxury. I lived at home. I moved back home to study and make my decisions and figure my life out. 
and then I pretty much decided I didn't want to go to law school in October-ish, right before, and then, like, kind of November. I became confident in my decision not to <laughs> pretty quickly within about a week. I just decided it wasn't for me. Um, I'm going to go into that more in the next question. And I just um, decided whether or not I was going to apply to graduate school for the next cycle or if I was going to take another year off. And I really didn't want to take another year off. I, I just didn't like the idea of being two years out of college, two years out of school, excuse me. So I quickly talked to my professors from John Jay, my, you know, undergraduate thesis advisor. I corresponded with almost daily during that time and just decided that I was going to take a different route. So I researched pretty quickly a lot of different programs that I could do. I knew I could go into, you know, political science and MPA, law school, well, not law school, sorry, what? MPP, I was even thinking for a short period of time of getting an MBA and social work, a lot of different things. And then I just decided when researching that I knew that public policy was something that would really mesh a lot of my interests. Um, Policy itself really requires a large set of critical thinking skills and when I was looking at the curriculums and of course outlines of the different programs I thought public policy was best for me I decided to not do an MPA I did apply to some MPA programs I applied to the MPA program at um GW actually I wonder why I did that (laughs) um but I decided that the training quantitatively is what I wanted um because I knew in the back of my head that I really liked research. So I wanted to make sure that I was still brushing up on those skills. And I found that a lot of the MPP programs were more geared toward quant and econ and econometrics. So that's why I decided to do the MPP. Like I said, I did apply to some MPA programs, but those were more like, there were a lot of managerial type of courses where I wanted to focus more on research policy like to go into policy analysis or, or be an analyst or something so that's why I chose the MPP but I would definitely recommend if you are between the MPP and the MPA they're very different but also very similar so I would look into what schools you're applying to and what kind of courses that they require because that'll give you an idea of what kind of job prospects you're going to get and I applied before Christmas so I had all my applications in by Christmas and I found out like all with I moved back to the city in January and I pretty much found out about all of my acceptances in like March and April why did I decide not to go to law school oh the big question that I talk about all the damn time (laughs) thanks for asking um no I'm kidding I decided not to go to law school because my LSAT score wasn't the best I was definitely wanting to consider retaking it um if we're just being honest here I thought I did okay but I would definitely not be able to apply to some of the schools I wanted to go to I also like I said really wanted a scholarship because I wanted to become public defender it was kind of my dream my whole life I had talked to my dad he was a lawyer and I kind of had always thought that that was the only route that I could go to make a difference in the world I'm really interested in criminal justice so specifically I thought that was going to be the only way I could make a difference in the criminal justice system. And I really think I was just ignorant to the other possibilities. And 
it was kind of a perfect storm. I think the LSAT score kind of triggered me. I just had to look at myself and say, do I really want to study another three months to retake the test? Do I want to just throw the towel in and apply with the score that I had? Or do I even want this all together? And I think it was a sign from someone, a sign from the universe. When I was taking this walk after I got my LSAT score, I walked at Onondaga Lake Park and cried and just like something came over me and I was like, why have I only cornered myself into this decision and not considered other opportunities? So I did my homework and I decided that law school is always going to be there. It's a business. <laughs> They'll take your money whether it's 2020 or 2023. So <laughs> if I decided that after all of this that I was never going to be fulfilled without going to law school, that I would take my MPP and reapply and go to law school. But so far, I can honestly say that I've made the best decision of my life and I can confidently say that I'm happy I did not decide to go to law school and I am on a path and a career path that is so much better suited for me and I'm really lucky. But if you want to be a lawyer, go to law school. It's great academic training. A lot of my friends absolutely love it no matter how hard it is. And if you want to be a lawyer, you will be a great lawyer. It just wasn't for me. And if you're in the balance right now and you're not sure if you want to go to law school, there are other opportunities out there for you. Um, Look into what jobs you could see yourself doing, people you look up to, and see what their academic degrees look like. They may surprise you. And I would do that. So that's my advice. (laughs) Okay, we are going to transition now more into questions like about my days being an MPP student. So someone asked, how do I balance work and school with everything else? So I've referenced this before, but I work full time and I go to school full time. It's a very unique situation. I worked for a public defender's office in New York and starting... Okay, so really funny story. I'll just say this because I feel like I can't tell the story without saying all of this. So I worked there my freshman year of college, summer after freshman year. I got an internship with them and fell in love with the office and like everything. And then I had different internships and jobs through college. And then it was like winter of my senior year. And I was like, I kind of need to figure out if I'm going to work after school, like during my gap year, what I'm going to do. So I reached out to my old boss and I asked her if she was ever hi- if she was thinking of hiring postgrad to keep me in mind, whatever. They were actually hiring at the time and she hired me part-time during my senior year. I um, worked 30 hours, 35 hours a week. It was awful. No, I'm kidding. I can balance anything. Um, 30, 35 hours a week my senior year, spring of my senior year. And I continued working. I quit my job. I moved back home. And then I went back in January of 2019. No, 2020. And I've worked there since. I was so fortunate. I was able to work remotely for them. I still work for them um, remotely and through COVID and everything. And because I was able to work remote, I decided to stay on working and balancing both the full-time school schedule and full-time like work schedule and it's very unconventional and it's not practical and I wouldn't recommend it 
but I have an amazing flexible job and I love what I do and I love my office. I'll let that car drive by. I'll let that car speed down a 25 mile an hour road. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you guys heard that, but they definitely like to speed down my road and it is impacts the podcast. Anyway, so I have been doing that all semester. It's how I pay my rent. It's how I live. But in addition to that, I also am a research assistant and I'm paid for that too. And that's a huge responsibility that I must up, like uphold because it's part of my financial aid package here at the university and it's something I really enjoy. I work with an amazing professor on research around nonprofit management and it's been an amazing experience. So it's a lot to juggle and it has definitely impacted my first semester um, with school. There were times in class that I was doing work for my job all the time and uh, like it was hard. I think the way I balance it is I just grind. Like I'm that kind of person that just realizes that I'm capable of so much more than I think I am and I think about how I can make my life easier and financially if my life is intact I'm intact (laughs) so that's kind of how I rationalized it um I think I probably could be a better student if I wasn't working it'd be a huge luxury um but it just didn't fit with my life at that moment I guess so anyway I'd say the way I balance it is by just having a planner like some practical advice would just be to have a planner have open communication with your boss and with your professors to always attend office hours no matter what because that way you can at least brush up on anything you missed in your lecture when you were working um to just always like go the extra mile to make sure that you are staying on track so if that means going to office hours going to your ta's office hours things like that to kind of try to like always make sure you're on top of it. I feel very lucky, but I know that it was not the best decision, I would say, because there were days that it became very stressful and I couldn't balance both. And I have to remember my responsibilities are with my job because they invest a full-time employee in me, but they're mostly to my school as well because I'm trying to get an education and I'm also being paid essentially to go to school. So I had to figure out my priorities and just figure out what I could handle and I think you have to trust yourself and know that you're capable of way more than you think you are and you just grind and you do what you can. If that requires late nights, if that requires saying no on the weekends to hanging out with people, you have to do what's best for you. I never missed a deadline. Um, I think it's a very unique you know, I got really good grades this semester, so I guess I was doing everything right, but it's also a very unique time with COVID. We are afforded a lot more time being at home because we're not commuting and we're not, we're living the same lives that we usually do. So I think that's the only way it was able to happen. But that said, I did just recently quit my job. I am done My last day is going to be the 31st of December, so that is going to be a huge change for me. I've been there for a year, and then if you add up all the other times I was there, I've been there for almost two years, I guess, and it's a great place to work, but it's time for me to say goodbye, and I just would say to do what's right for you and to prioritize yourself because I sacrificed a lot of myself this semester to balance everything, and it wasn't worth it. 
Um, I've done that my whole life in college and (laughs) even in high school I worked when I was like 14 years old. So I think you have to just find, I don't have an answer. I guess that's what I'm saying. Um, wake up early, go to bed late. That's my answer. Literally. I think that you just have to make changes to your lifestyle if you want to get a lot done. So wake up early, go to bed late, grind, take breaks, and stay organized if you are working and going to school. And then another question is, what's your day-to-day like? So I pretty much was very lucky this semester. I keep saying lucky. I just was lucky, I guess. I had professors that did a lot of asynchronous lectures, so you could watch them at any time before the synchronous lecture, which was live. So I had a lot of balance with that. Um, So I was in class like for an hour and a half to two hours every day, sometimes more because there would be like two classes a day. Um, there were also like TA lectures that I had this semester. So I like always go to those. And of course the office hours. So I pretty much wake up every morning, log on to my computer and start working at seven (laughs) o'clock for my job. And then I would just literally, this is how I work, I guess. It's like weird. So I can't even tell you how a day to day would be. I wake up and I look at my email for my job, my full-time job. And I would get everything I had to get done for my full-time job in that, like, first hour or two that I was awake with coffee and water, if we're really getting fancy here and talking about what we do. Then I would, if I had a break in my work, like, if there was some relief, I would get on and figure out what homework I had to do and, like, try to get some assignments done then or an asynchronous lecture or a discussion post or, like, a problem set or something for quant. So I'd start my homework and as I'm doing my homework, I'm occasionally checking my email and near my computer to make sure I don't have any work to do for my job because it's kind of like on demand. So I basically am doing homework and also working literally simultaneously. If there's something for work, I break from doing schoolwork to do that. When I had lectures, I would pretty much just have my lecture up on my laptop and my email up on my iPad And I would be taking notes, but also making sure that my job was being catered to as well. And then I would pretty much just find any room in the day to do schoolwork when I didn't have to do work work. And then at five o'clock, my work day was done. So I was able to break and like, I don't know, work out and then take a walk or something, eat dinner, hang out with my friends, and then just like work to do schoolwork until... I don't know. I go to bed around like midnight and I do that every day. So pretty much I just work all day (laughs) and there's no other way to put it. Next semester is going to be different, but if you want to know my day-to-day, that's about it. And then here and there, like there's errands I have to run. And also, I can't forget this, my research, which I essentially do on the weekends, I like time batch my research the weekends, Mondays and Tuesdays. I try to get my hours in at those times. Additionally, I do like big assignments like problem sets and essays and stuff I try to do that on the weekends because I know like I'm free from my work schedule um and that's kind of just how I did it I had a really great social life this semester and I felt like I balanced things really well by just getting work done first I guess that's my my motto is to get the work done first before you reward yourself by going out or doing something fun 
and I also like to take a lot of breaks so I don't like sit and grind for four hours like I sit and do work for like 20 minutes stand up stretch get down sit down back down work for another hour get back up take a walk like that's my that's like my best best advice because it kind of helps you keep your stamina that's why I'm breaking to do the podcast right now for my finals because I technically any per- normal person would have finished their finals before doing this but I feel like you need to reward yourself and take breaks and give your mind some rest so I really hope I gave you guys I don't know was that good advice like I think the MPP is an amazing program I think Maryland's an amazing school I think if you're interested in public service and government and policy analysis you should definitely go to graduate school and I think if you want to take some time to think about it you should definitely take a year off of school I think if I hadn't taken a year off of school I don't even know where I would be right now. I'd probably be a law school dropout, which is definitely worse than just deciding not to go to law school. So that is a little bit about the MPP. I'm very excited to announce that I took a internship opportunity for the spring. So I'm going to be now starting at the end of January. I will be a criminal justice policy intern at the Cato Institute. It's a really competitive internship program. Um, I went through a lot of different rounds of applications and interviews, and I'm very proud that I um, am going to be a part of the organization. It is a libertarian think tank, actually, and I want to do a little episode on that and how I've kind of reshaped my mind around political identity. Um, I'm a Democrat, but I can work at a libertarian think tank and do work that is good work for society and with the skills that you get as an MPP, you're really able to take them anywhere. So I'm very excited. I'll be doing a lot of research and reading and working with some amazing scholars um, who make a lot of really positive criminal justice reform policy change um, in DC specifically with our national leaders. So I'm really excited about that. Um, And I'm really excited about next semester. I am so happy in Maryland. I'm so happy that I chose this path. And I think that if I learned anything this semester, it's to go with your gut. And if something seems off, law school never felt right to me, really. It just felt like something I should do because I wanted to prove something. And I can confidently say that after my first semester of graduate school, I made the best choice of my life. I am so challenged. I am in the right place. I am at peace with my decision and I really hope I decide to continue my education. I think what I'm going to do is figure out kind of if it's necessary or not, just like I did or just like I told you guys to do with the graduate degree, like figure out if it's worth it, if it's necessary. If you guys have any questions whatsoever about the MPP, I've already had someone reach out to me about the MPP at Maryland because they're considering going, which is really cool. And if you guys are interested in learning more about it, please message me at your weekly fix podcast. I also have my personal account in the bio, so you can DM me there. And please like feel free to ask questions and figure out if grad school is right for you. I'd love to bounce some ideas off of you. If you want to know more information about think tanks, government, criminal justice, coursework, anything, please let me know. I am so thankful for you guys, especially around this holiday season. Please have fun with your families and have a restful 
holiday season. I'll see you guys in a couple.